Thanks for joining the SoarCast, where we talk about drones, banned aircraft, and satellites, and how they relate to geospatial products found on the SOAR platform. Yeah, welcome everyone. This is Darren Smith with uh, the SoarCast episode number four. And today we're interviewing Ed Ricker, who is, uh, among many things, a YouTuber, cinematographer, and drone pilot. And Ed has quite an interesting history. We're going to touch on some of those things. So let's all welcome Ed to the SoarCast. Welcome, Ed. Hey, well, thank you for having me. This is awesome to be here. Thank you for being flexible with getting me on and uh, looking forward to talking with you for the next couple of minutes. Sounds good, Ed. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of a background of how uh, how we found you and why we think that the SOAR users and SOAR audience would be um, would be keen to hear about your experience. And it's quite interesting. Um, you're on YouTube, and I might actually pull up some of your stats just while I'm looking at them. Um, you've been on YouTube since, gosh, um, even back since 2013. Uh, 12.1 was your f- first YouTube video back in uh, 2013. I won't go into the details of um, of the early days, but um, it's interesting to to, <laughs> to to go in to go into that um, because um, really we're part of the. As I mentioned when we were sort of uh, not recording, every everyone who watches your videos has been sort of part of the journey, and and um, you know they see how, one how you got into drones and and how um, you've made more use of them over time and and integrated. Um, image software so that you can manipulate images and, and a big part of, um, it's a, it's a big part of your life, I guess, because that is, is your bread and butter. So we might just, um, might just start off with a, with a general question. Um, how did you get started on YouTube? What, what was the motivation? I was really interested in a lot of the, at the time, popular YouTubers, uh, like Casey Neistat and some of the other people on YouTube that, and, you know, incidentally, use drones quite a bit in some of their videos. I mean, I think what really got me interested was watching Casey Neistat pull out his Phantom Four, and I think before that he might have been using other drones too. But when he when he first started flying the Phantom Four, you know, it's New York City. It's 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 you know going to be epic shots and epic footage regardless. Um, it just really intrigued me, and I didn't get a drone right away, but I was doing some YouTube work. Um, just vlogging and making daily stuff like that and some some reviews of cameras and other stuff. And uh, by the way, my first video on YouTube was in 2007. Actually, it might even have been earlier. Another name, another channel. It wasn't really trying to grow it at all. It was a Star Wars themed video. It's fun. But um, anyway, the, the, when, when I really actually started trying to grow YouTube, it was like early 2016, February. And um, so camera tutorial uh, that I made and it, later on in I think February, March, Got some views, got some interest, and and I thought, okay, well, maybe if I make tech reviews, maybe that's one way to grow the channel. And um, then when I got the drone, I thought, as soon as I get a drone, I'm going to do a review of it. So I did a review of the Mavic Pro and instantly found my niche, and uh, I've been doing a drone-themed, loosely drone-themed channel ever since. I do some other stuff. Not everything is drone-related. I put out a 3D printing video just yesterday but uh actually it was today um but you know just 
always drone kind of is an underlying element within most of my videos. And uh, I really enjoy flying them of all types. So that's pretty much where I'm at today is looking for the newest to the next best thing and seeing what's what's on the horizon that I can get my hands on next. Yeah, cool. Thanks for, for sharing that. Um, and and I and as, as you mentioned, I was going through just the number of views that you've had over the years and, and um, you know, fairly, I guess, uh, on that particular channel, they're, they're steady. And then there's that um, it's I'm just going to summarize the video It was setting up or setting up your Mavic Pro. And, and it was like things blew up. Um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I asked somebody once, um, how does it feel to be famous? And and he was a very tech sort of serious guy. And he I thought I think. Um, he thought I was sort of taking a, a bit of a dig at him, but I wasn't. I was just curious, you know. He 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 uh, he basically does really technical stuff about um, drones and map making, and so it was it was quite interesting to me. And you know, you don't realize that that people sort of, I mean, maybe you do. People kind of sit there and and they're saying, "When's the next update? When's the next video?" So I'm going to ask you, what, what what was that like? Just emotionally, what was that like to suddenly get? 3.7 million views on a video. Well, I mean, it's it was always a climb, so it was a gradual, so that, that video didn't get 3.7 overnight. I mean, we're talking <laughs> two and a half years now, but um, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty cool to make something and to, to occasionally meet someone. Uh, if I'm at the field, you know, or at the lake flying a drone and I might bump into someone else flying a drone, um, they may have actually seen my video. And, and I think that's really mm -hmm. cool. I'm glad to be able to help people. And I get emails from people and messages and, um, you know, Instagram or wherever, and they'll be asking questions or maybe they'll just express their appreciation for the fact that I put some time and effort into trying to help them already, you know. And so hopefully these videos will stay relevant for a while. Of course, the Mavic Pro who knows how long that one's going on, but the Mavic line is strong, I believe. So I'm looking forward to continuing to make videos and helping people out. And, um, you know, it, it's, I find no shame in the fact that I can make a video for the Mavic and, and find some traction, find some success in that regard. So I'm going to continue to make Mavic videos and I'm happy to do so. I'm looking forward to the next line. Hopefully if something's coming out. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Mavic mini? I heard about that. You know, uh, 4K 30 is the 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 speculation for what the camera can do. And I'm not big for speculation, but I'm I'm hoping that's the truth because we had the Spark, mm -hmm. which was around the same price point, probably around the same size, uh, that could only do 1080. And so now, you know, uh, you know, a couple of years later, however, well, I don't know how when the Spark came out, what mid two thousand seventeen. Um, so two years later, we might have a Mavic Mini that can kind of take the place of that. And I just got a question today from someone asking, you know, what is out now? Is is the Spark still a good buy? And I thought, well, if the Mavic Mini shows up with the same price point and the better specs, we let's just wait a little bit and see, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. Um, all right, so we might we might go into a little bit into the weeds um, for um, I don't know just just sort of general advice, and I think you know you've been there, you've done that, and you've spoken to a lot of people, um, and these are these are sort of quick questions, um, and and you know people who are new to the game, um, what do you think? What do you think is a good drone just to get started with to do a, a little bit of videography or or taking still images? Well, I think uh, the Mavic 2 Zoom and Pro are both great 
prosumer drones, you know, I mean, they're not great in every single professional mm -hmm. application, but to get your feet wet with taking photos and especially with the Mavic 2 Pro, and if you need to take any nighttime footage or, or pictures too, the, the, the Mavic 2 Pro is pretty much essential. Um, I think you can get some really good quality photos out of there. And using some of the software that's in development and coming out, um, we can really help to post-process some of those photos. So even if you have a drone, maybe you didn't go for that price point, maybe you went under $1,000 or even under $500, you can take a photo and you can probably get some pretty good results out of it by just doing some simple uh, post-processing. Um, I think something else for people that are, that are new to uh, flying with drones, and this might be very, you know, open-ended, but, um, you know, first, first shots when you're trying to take, um, images and, and what, what is, what is a good shot that, that, um, I would say you would like, say you were training somebody, you know, you took a, somebody out and they said, give me, give me a few pointers. What, what's a good shot that, that, you know, gives, gives good results and, and shows them the capabilities. What, what, what would you suggest? Well, I think you have to take into account altitude mm -hmm. and angle mm -hmm. and exposure. Mm -hmm. And there are some other things there, but I mean, you know, how high do you have to be above something to get a good shot? Do you want to see the horizon or not? Um, that <laughs> rhymed. Uh, you know, certain things like even getting directly overhead images by pointing directly down, like we see a lot of images on, on your SOAR, uh, you know, database and archives. Um, you know, what exactly are you looking for and what are you trying to achieve? Um, you know, if it's inspection, that's going to be a little different than being, you know, more of creative where inspection might be more cut and dry of the shots that you need to get. Whereas if you're trying to be creative, you can you can have a little more wiggle room. Um, motion is also a big thing. So, I mean, if you're doing videos, you can uh, uh, apply motion and add motion. But if you're trying to do stills, that angle, I think, is a, a little more important because, you know, you look at the you look at video a lot more things, a lot more mistakes or just things you didn't think about can slide because it's a video, it's it's moving. Whereas a picture, that's that's a, a slice of time that is kind of cut in stone and everyone's gonna be critiquing everything that you that you included or didn't include or how you shot it. So that's I think the difference between photo and video. Um, but you know, it's the altitude, it's it's exposure. So what do you want to expose for? What, what's your priority? Um, do you want to expose for the sky so that you see clouds, but maybe the ground is going to be a little bit darker? Or do you want to expose for uh, the, the the building that is really dark and you want to make sure you see all the windows and the corners and the shadows and the features, but you don't mind that the sky is completely overblown? Is there a way for you to get the best of both worlds and maybe take two photos and mesh them together in editing? Um, so these are different things that you can think about and different techniques to get the shot that you want. Um, or that your client wants, if that's the case. You know, that that's actually a really good, um, just on that last, those last two words that you said, you know, what the client wants, I guess that's three. But um, that 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 is something that um, I've heard from others. Um, say you're, you're kind of endeavoring into uh, making a hobby business out of this or uh, developing a business and put yourself in the place of the, uh, the client and perhaps what they want. So I, mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, I, I follow various people on, on Instagram and look at their drone pics and, um, what is there is, is quite, is quite appealing. You know, you, you figure that'd be a great backdrop on your desktop, um, or even, you know, printed, putting it, put up in your, um, in your lounge room. Um, 
mm-hmm. on the other, but on the other hand, it's, it's, um, it may not be an image that, that, that pays in that, um, how is somebody going to use, let, let's say a field of a, that's a picture of, um, you know, pretty wildflowers or something like that, that, that I, I, is it fair to say that sometimes the boring shots are what the client wants? Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes the client wants something that you don't really like either, not just because it's boring, but because oh, that that's really a bad composition or oh, I really don't like the lighting in that shot, but they needed it, you know, and, and that's what they need. You know, if you want to take your own shots on your own time, fine. But, um, yeah, there've been some times and, and, you know, as a videographer as well, that there've been some times where I made videos where I just wasn't really happy with, but it's because that's what they ordered. So, mm. um, you know, not everyone likes, uh, anchovies on their pizza or whatever. So they, they, you got to give what the customer wants and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I, th- and, and, and I, I wanted to speak a little bit about, about give our audience a little bit more information about sort of, um, you know, what, what you're doing and, and why you're giving sort of, um, these uh, answers to give them an insight to your perspective. So, um, what? It, tell us a little bit about what you do um, day in and day out. What What is your business, more or less? Well, um, I own a business uh, called Sand Hills Videography. It's more of a freelance video production business, and I do a lot of different types of videos, uh, business promotion. I do live events, I do weddings, and between those three mm-hmm. things, it yeah. really keeps me pretty busy. Um, so, with YouTube. I'm able to use the same software, the same type of cameras, the same types of drones. And um, it kind of makes a seamless transition from a YouTube video to um, a freelance video production for a client, you know, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And occasionally there's even a project where I can take a vlogging camera along and show the mm-hmm. process to my viewers. Uh, I haven't done that mm-hmm. recently, but I have done that in the past and people have expressed some interest for me to do that again. So I may. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but those two things are pretty much what I do uh, throughout the year. And, and and as YouTube becomes a little more prevalent around the end of the year, uh, around Christmas time, I'm hitting that hard. Whereas, um, you know, freelance videography kind of slows down toward the end of the year and, and especially mm-hmm. into January and mm-hmm. February. So I'm glad that I have those two avenues of work that I can uh, to, to do as, as the year progresses and, and kind of uh, environments change for mm-hmm. those. Yeah, that's, that's quite interesting. One quick question. What what type of work were you doing um, before you went independent? Was it videography? I was the videographer for a university, uh, University of North Carolina at Pembroke. And so I was in charge of their video marketing within their communications and marketing uh, department. And it was interesting, you know, being the only videographer for a university, almost 7,000 students, I was popping around quite a bit. Now, there was a sports videographer, too, so I didn't do much sports. But if there was any academic need or any department that needed a promo for their videos or any live events that needed coverage for a highlight reel for Facebook, Mm. I was there. So, yeah, I mean, there were some days where... I remember on my calendar having nine or 10 different locations and video shoots in one day, you know, 8 a.m. be at the at the ball field at nine o'clock. We got to do this at 1030. We're taking uh, shots with the chancellor uh, video shots, I should say. And then 11, we're back over here for, you know. So, yeah, there were some days where it was absolutely crazy. Um, but again, as videography is, that's an ebb and flow. And so during the summer, it was dead. And I... Mm-hmm. I yeah. relaxed during the summer. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, this is coming to the, the second part of our our sorecast, and um, we do this every time. We do a little bit of we call them non-serious questions. So, 
Um, there's, you know, like they told you when you were a, a student, there's no such thing as a, a bad answer. Um, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I thought I would do well, this. There's, there's not a bad question. There may be some bad answers, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, okay. what comes out of the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, and, and it's, um, you know, it's basically the first thing that comes to mind. My list is actually a bit shorter than, um, normally I do it, but, um, sometimes it, uh, sometimes it, it, it works and, and it gives people a bit of, uh, I don't know, gives them a chance to think. We also do a bit of, um, we do a bit of trivia. So we give a, we give a prize out. Um, we put these up, um, you know, and, and if somebody can respond right away and say, this is the answer to that question, then of course they win the prize. So, um, nice. yeah, move, That's awesome. yeah, moving ahead. Okay. So basically I call it this or that, and, um, I'm going to throw two things out there. Uh, generally two, um, you know, two words, two nouns, I guess. And uh, you just pick the first one that comes um, to your mind. So first one is that, that I would prefer. Okay, we'll go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that, that you would prefer. So okay, or, okay. The, or the first one, just yeah, if, if there were two things on the table, and you had to grab one, which one would you, you grab? That might be a good, better explanation. Okay, got okay it. so uh, power aid or power cord? Power cord. Yeah, I, I got like four guitars over here. So power cord all day and all night. Okay. Um, okay, Metallica or Megadeth? Megadeth because they're not on the radio so much. Uh, Metallica, should I be keeping these answers shorter, by the way? <laughs> no, no. I was going to say, I, I'm listening to yeah. Sirius XM and sometimes Metallica's on 37 and 38 and like 56. And I'm like, that's too much Metallica. <laughs> no, so Megadeth. Okay, very good. Well, I agree. I would agree with you. Um, can you tell me how many total? Uh, so not a this or that. Can you yeah. estimate or tell me? No, I'll rephrase that question. Which YouTube channel as of last week had 14,481,263 views? Oh, views uh, yes, over the course of views. all their videos. So yes. Million? Yes. I mean, that sounds similar to mine, but <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it could be Ken Heron. How about let's say Ken Heron? Is a trick question, Ed. Sorry. <laughs> it's you. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. It is you. I wasn't sure. Okay. Well, Ken Heron would have been a good uh, second been a choice. Good, yeah. Okay. Um, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I know you skateboard. So um, longboard or freestyle? Longboard. Okay. Because I don't bust my elbows up quite so much. I still do, but not quite so much. Yeah. Okay. Scorsese or Spielberg? Scorsese. Basketball, football, or foosball? Basketball. No, 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 oh. no. Uh, foosball is a table thing, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that I'm 30, <laughs> foosball. Okay, very good. <laughs> being from being from North Carolina, though, that's that's basketball basketball country, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You got um, Duke and NC State and all that, but I don't watch it. I really don't. Okay, I don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> um, the last one: Crack of Dawn or Crack of Midnight? Are these movies? Oh no! Um, oh no! These these are these are like these are like time of day. Time of day, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, crack of midnight because I am a night owl, and if you get me up at the crack of dawn, it's only because I'm being forced to. 
<laughs> okay. All good. Well, that's all the time we have for the non-serious questions. And from Soar, um, thanks a lot, Ed, for your time. Um, and it's been great having you. And um, we look forward to your next YouTube video. Hey, well, thanks for having me. And I wish you well. And until next time. Okay, great. Thanks, Ed. That's all we have time for today. Tune in to our next SOARcast for more discussion on geospatial products and imagery found on SOAR.